0: I've been single a really long time. I've been single a long time. I've been single so long I forgot how to do all the cutie shit to trick a man, you know? <laughs> Ladies, you know you gotta trick a man, right? She laughed too loud, he looked at her like, wait, what happened? <laughs> she laughed, he was like, wait, wait, you tricked me? Yeah, she fucking tricks you, sir. How long you been together? How long you two been together? I can see you. I'm talking to this right here. This couple, I can see you. This is live. This is not television. You're looking at me like, if I don't move, maybe she'll move on. No, motherfucker, I see y'all. Tell her right here. <laughs> How long you two been together? A couple, a couple months. Don't act like you don't fucking know. <laughs> Women always know. Women always know. They know down to the millisecond, right? You ask a woman, he be like, 18 months, two days. We just started crawling. Let's go. What's up? See, he didn't say anything. He wanted to see how long you would say you were together. Cause that's how men look. He's starting to do that nervous twitch. He's scratching the back of his neck. Like, oh, how long I been with her? Okay, um when I met her, I was wearing flip flops and uh Carried a flip-flop and Kenya. Okay, last question. How where did you two meet? Do you speak English, sir? You, I'm looking right at you. In the neighborhood of what? Like like walking around, you saw each other and you hollered on the street. That's what you do in the 2019? You just hollering at bitches in the street? You're not a bitch, I'm just saying like, as a woman, we're all bitches, so, yeah? Why are you so nervous? Why are you, why are you scratching your head? Am I making you nervous? I would ask if this is the first time you talk to a black person in person, but she's of color, so no. You're sitting next to a woman of color right there. Why are you so nervous? It's not like you know we have fucking Popeyes. I'm about to fight you over a sandwich, motherfucker. Damn. Real nervous. You see, he's nervous, right? You see him? Man? Look how nervous he is. He's nervous. All right, I'm gonna leave y'all alone. Good luck with your relationship and shit or whatever. We are switching things up this week. Normally, we would have a panel of comedians, but I told you before, because comedy clubs are opening back up all over the country, comedians are going to be booked and busy. So we're having one of our good old-fashioned topics this evening. And tonight, we are talking about self-defense, even more so women. We're talking about how women can defend themselves. After last week's devastating news about Micaiah Bryant and the conversation about what she should have done or what she shouldn't have done we're gonna talk with a firearm expert about how women can protect themselves and men as well so it's good to know what your rights are out here in the world all right hey y'all how we doing yes Good to see you all. I actually uh washed my hair today. So the curls are popping. Um, the curls are popping, but the green screen is not my friend. So we're gonna figure it out. Um, if you are tuning in for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, and, and everyone in between, please remember to subscribe to the new YouTube channel. It is Chloe, it's just backslash hey Chloe, youtube.com backslash hey. Chloe, very easy. Hey, Chloe. I made it so simple that anyone could find it. This old channel, Chloe Hilliard, is going to be going to the wayside. Uh, If you don't know the reason why, I'll tell you again. The reason why we are getting rid of the old channel is because i got shadow banned by youtube for buying views back in 2002 and they would was it 2002 no it's not 2002 sorry 2012 um and they would not let me monetize that old channel okay because tim told me to go on fiverr and to buy views on Man, my cut that bitch off let's call her. He hates when I tell the truth. The truth is he told me to do it. And then I end up getting this uh this old YouTube channel shadow banned, And I cannot monetize it. So whenever you guys come on, especially new uh viewers, when you're like, how can we do the super donations and all this stuff in the comments? You can't on my old channel. So you have to go to the new channel, YouTube backslash hey Chloe. And the old channel is going to be phased out. So please tell a friend, tell a friend to go to the new channel, even though you came to the old channel, go to the new channel. Okay. How y'all feeling? How y'all doing? Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. I'm doing well. I'm still on my wellness journey. You see the neck? Do you see the neck is getting thin? Do you see that? Do you see the? Do you see the clavicles? Oh, honey, when these fully pop out, you can't tell me nothing. And I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, second and fucking all summer. Yes. Um, okay, y'all. How are we doing? Let me go say hello to the people in the comments. Who's here? Who is first? Hey, Gypsy Mama, what's up? Oh, Franco sent me. Franco, you the real one. Franco is tonight's MVP. Franco has been telling everybody about the show. Thank you, Franco, for getting new people here. We appreciate you. Um, Thank you to all the folks who are checking us out for the first time, to all the folks who've been riding with us since June of last year. Do you know we are approaching a one-year anniversary of Chloe Across America? That's 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 kind of whack. I don't like that one. That was that that little one. Let's get a bigger one. Do you know that this year we are approaching the one-year anniversary of Chloe Across America? <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. If y'all out here who have sound effects, anybody out here who does sound effects, let me know because these are just, I I mean, I don't want to, you know, uh, bring up race, but I need, I need some soul clappers. You know what I'm saying? I need some applause people who, who hoop and holler, who got a little bit of melanin and then they clap on the downbeat, not the upbeat. So if you got anybody out here who does sound effects and they can send me some, please send me some sound effects. All right. Thank you. Okay. Let's get into... Some topics before we get into tonight's big conversation about self-defense. We're joined by firearm instructor, Tangi Daniel, who has an incredible Instagram account where she breaks down every day how you can conceal, carry, purchase weapons, protect yourself, all of that. She comes from a military background, so she'll be joining us a little bit later in the show. But before we talk with her, we need to address some of the stories that had me scratching my head this week. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that America isn't racist? Who knew? Who knew that America is not racist? Now, I've been alive for 40 years. I've been black for all 40 and a woman. So I'm a double minority, okay? I did not know that America wasn't racist. I thought America ran on racism like Duncan like, like how they say America runs on Duncan? No, America runs on racism. Now, the reason why this is news to me is because after President Joe Biden's State of the Union address this week, after his first 100 days, the GOP decided to have someone give a rebuttal. And they do this every every time the president does it, the opposing party, the uh, the other party has a rebuttal. But this year, they chose to pick this man to give the rebuttal. If you don't know who Tim Scott is, you are not alone. He is one of the only Black Republican senators, and he's been in office for a very long time. But not only did they dust off Tim to try to show that America is more diverse than it is, or that the GOP isn't just a party of the white supremacy, which it clearly is, if you look at their policies, like their use of the filibuster and voter suppression, et cetera, et cetera listen to what mr scott had to say go ahead tim you can put your listen to what mr Mr. tim scott had to say uh, about america's diversity issue people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all by doubling down on the divisions we've worked so hard to heal now who's healed raise your hand if you healed who's healed who is healed? I would like to know who is healed because I'm not I'm not healed. Let me tell you something. I moved to California in December from New York City. And I like to go for walks. The weather's nice. And every time I go for a walk, especially in the recent weeks, especially after Biden won presidency, right? I still feel in the back of my mind at any moment that I will be stopped as a Black woman walking around certain neighborhoods during the day. And I'm not losing my mind because I have walked down certain neighborhoods and I've seen like the neighborhood patrol, you know, if you're walking in a nice neighborhood, like I'll go for like a nice two to three mile walk and I'll see like the patrol like slow up when they see me. Right. So now I have to do certain things to just kind of show my social status, if you will. Like I wear my baseball cap from NYU. My brother went to Yale. I have a t-shirt that says Yale mom, even though I have no damn kids, just so that I can give them a sort of class signifier. Now I gotta do all of this in 2021 and he gonna sit up here and act like everything is Peachy Keen. So this is the problem. People don't understand that yes, America is a racist country. And the reason why it's a racist country is because the foundations of this country are based on racism and white superiority, period, end of story. You think about Native Americans who were wiped out so that settlers could go to the West, right? You have the settlers who not only gave them, you know, granted, maybe they didn't know that the blankets had smallpox at first, but once they realized they did. They didn't stop. They didn't say, "You know what? Let me go wash this real quick with some Tide and make sure y'all don't get these uh get these uh smallpox." No, they was like, "Yo, I think we got this figured out. Just keep giving them blankets." Not to mention the Trail of Tears. Not to mention how they ruined their buffalo source, which is a big source of their food. Not to mention how they started wars with Native Americans just so that they can divert their attention because they were building railroads in the other part of the land that the Native Americans didn't want them to pass. Not to mention they gave Native Americans the land and they took it back when they realized it had oil in it. Like, let's stop playing. Not to mention there's still Native Americans right now living on reservations in 2021 who cannot really vote because they don't have street addresses because Voter ID law said you have to have a street address and not a PO box. So you're going to sit up here and say that we done made it through the promised land when America is based fundamentally on racism, which has now been masked as capitalism. But the fact of the matter is that people who are greatly impacted by capitalism are people of color, hence racism. But then this is the thing that kills me about, about Mr. Tim Scott. He said in that same speech, this, which was quoted by George Sakai uh, uh, from Star Trek, who's now a big advocate on social media. Um, Senator Tim Scott, America is not a racist country. Also Senator Tim Scott, I have experienced racial profiling from officers. I have been stopped around 18 times as a lawmaker. I was stopped seven times in one year. Tim, Tim Scott. I just want to know, how much? How much are they paying you to say this goofy shit to us? How much? I want y'all to tell me, what is your price? In the comments. I want to ask y'all, what is your price? How much would the GOP have to pay you as a person of color to sit up here and say this shit that America is not racist? I want to know how much. He better be sitting on millions of dollars. You hear me? Millions. It better not be no hundred Would you do that for $100,000? Not me. I, I, I don't think, mm, I see, I. you know what? I would, I think I would do it for a lot of money and then like double cross them. I would have to be the double cross a Negro. I would have to, I would have to. Uh, Ricardo says, he's like every Republican in corporate dim. They say what the donor class wants them to say. They're addicted to the money and the power. Ricardo, you are absolutely right. Which is why I don't even understand. Oh, Lewis said 10 million. 10 million? 10 million. Is that after taxes? Brooks says, not enough. Hmm. I'ma say this. What I don't know I don't think I could ever do it. I don't think I could ever take any money for them to to have me sell my people out. No, Lizette, you think he's doing it out of the out of the out of the racism in his heart, out of the self-hate in his heart? Man, You know what? I don't think he's married either. You know, Tim is out here losing. He's not married. He's been part of the GOP for dumb long. He can't. mm. Daniel said he didn't include the part when he rehearsed it with them. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they had like a whip and it was like, say it again. Say it again. We ain't racist. He was like, we are not racist. Tim Scott, you be failing us at every turn, but you understand that they are never going to want you to be a part of their table and you're just selling us down the river. I don't think there's any woman alive, black, white, or other, who could actually want to be married to Tim Scott. Uh, Gypsy Mama says, 10 bars of gold pressed (laughs) latanium. Listen, as if what Tim Scott said wasn't already egregious, of pack of lies and insulting to people of color who still have to look over their shoulder when they walk into a CVS every damn time. Our own Vice President Harris followed up with this.
1: I believe that we need to, well, first of all, no, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and and its existence today.
0: Now, if we're talking about the history of racism, then that means that America is a racist. It, it, it ain't. It ain't done away with. You know how America is still racist. Tim Scott is the only Black Republican senator that we know. You know how America is still racist. When I go on Netflix or any streaming site, they always find a one black person to put in a little avi picture to trick me into watching it. You know how many times I done clicked on a black face only to find out is a bunch of white teenagers trying to save the world yet again. And they all under 98 pounds. Where the big niggas at? Where the big, uh, where they at? You tricked me. You showed me a picture of the black man that served these bitches fucking coffee on their way to the revolution. Scamming! VP Harris, I don't know what got into you, girl. I don't know. I don't know what I got. I don't, I, I don't wanna say nothing else bad about you, uh VP Harris, but you know good and goddamn well, okay? As a woman who had to drop out of the presidential uh, pool because you wasn't gonna get enough votes and supports in America, cause you a black and Indian woman who was running for the first office and you had to drop out and take the consolation prize to be VP to a nigga that's 10 toes in the grave already? Sis, stop playing games with us. America is racist. Look at you the cool. There you go, <laughs> there you go. Now, on the other end of how crazy America is, um, or just the world at this state in time, there's this thing called NFTs. And we're going to do a show about it down the line. But I saw this today with the NFTs. And there are people out here who are just gobbling up intellectual property and people because of capitalism and because they don't have probably a lot of money are selling their intellectual property to the highest bidder and this new kind of cryptocurrency where it's we don't even know all the rules okay so earlier today i saw this tweet that said this little girl aka disaster girl who is now a college student sold her meme for $500,000. This picture has been circulating around the internet for over a decade. She is now a college student. She's going to take the $500,000 that someone used to buy this meme, right? And pay off her student loans and other things. Now, what does that mean right are there any rules because the perskin who now owns this meme could do whatever they want because she has sold the rights to it this is uncharted territory and it is creepy it is creepy not only did she sell hers for five hundred thousand dollars but this woman also sold her meme as well um this is the woman the girlfriend called the overly attached girlfriend she sold hers for four hundred and eleven thousand dollars now, can you imagine if you sell your intellectual property, your image, your likeness, right? And the next person who bought it sells it to a higher bidder for like a million dollars. You you out $600,000. $600,000 that could have been yours because you sold it to the first person that came along. Not only that, not only that, they can put this picture on like the side of a building or something like that because they own it now. You don't know what they're, there's no like, stipulation on how they can use your image. Whereas most times if you still own it, people can license it from you and you can say, yes, no, I don't want it on t-shirts and mugs, whatever. But you just, you know, there's a movie. I'm going to show you some more NFTs, but there's a movie that I saw. I don't know the name of it, but the movie, it's, um, it's um, it's a foreign film. And the premise is a, a really fancy artist buys this Syrian man's back. He buys his actual back so that he can tattoo it and make him a living piece of art. And then eventually this man's life is ruined because he's owned by this artist. And of course the artist is like, I'm selling you to somebody else. And so when he goes to art shows, this man who has this artist tattoo on his back, he's just sitting on a pedestal what, as people watch. Is that what we gonna get to y'all? We cannot, this is creepy listen i'm coming to y'all ladies and gentlemen i am appealing to you if you are out here thinking about starting an nft uh don't do it okay do something else with your time god did not design us to be sold to the highest bidder why you think they got rid of slavery in most of the world uh they named it something else but if you said i'm starting up slavery again they'd be like listen we can't be owning people and don't let people own your nfts also, don't listen to me. I just, I I do all my stocks in, in investing on um Robinhood. So don't listen to me. I don't know a, a goddamn thing. I bought Dogecoin at 25 cents when the shit was 0.888 cents for a good goddamn year. And I only bought it recently because Gabe told me to buy it. So don't listen to me. I have no financial sense. I don't know nothing. I just did my taxes late. So... You know, do what you want to do, but uh, don't, please don't, don't, don't take no screenshots of Chloe Across America and, and sign it and sell it to no NFT. Uh, Here's some more NFTs. And this is, this one pissed me off. This next one, Basquiat drawing to be auctioned as an NFT and the winning bidder will be given the option to destroy the original. The drawing is being sold in an auction by a firm behind David Bowie's online bank. Now David Bowie been there for 10 years. So I don't even know how David Bowie got a bank, but let me tell you something. If you want to talk about generational wealth, white niggas is out here having banks and they've been dead. Nigga been motherfucking ground control to Major Tom 10 years ago and he got a bank. I love David Bowie, but still, this is the Basquiat drawing. Now granted, I'm not here to criticize uh, Basquiat's artwork, um, I don't ha- understand half of the shit that this man did, but I understand that art culture is, is its own hype man. And the way you make it in art culture, if someone says your shit is hot and if somebody buys it for a bunch of money, pretty much like NFTs, like pretty much, yes, the art dealing world is the original NFT. Somebody sees your shit, they want to own it and they can flip it, reverse it and sell it to the highest bidder. And they just trade it around from person to person like a collection. So this is a piece, uh, an early piece of uh, Basquiat's work. It's a sketch, um, and if you buy it, you can destroy it, um, and probably you own like the scan of it. Cause I mean, why would you just buy something to destroy it? But I guess you're saying like I own it so much that you cannot get a physical copy. You can only get this scan of it. I don't know, uh, Loretta. It look like look a little doodly to me. I don't know. I don't know, and look a little doodly to me. Um, but Hopefully somebody doesn't buy it and doesn't destroy it. I don't know. I mean, I, if it like, can you imagine being the person that buys it and it's just like, yes, you know, Basquiat, I bought a, I bought an early sketch of his and I destroyed it. I wiped my ass with it and flushed it down the toilet. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Now, I am all for people getting their coin. So I want us to figure out how we can get black viral sensations to sell their NFTs as well, right? Because it got to be some old white person out there with a bunch of money who's trying to impress his young little girlfriend or impress his little grandson who loves Jay Z and loves amigos. We got to find somebody out here with a lot of money who calls themselves a progressive who will invest in black NFTs. Okay, NFTs. We got to get some black NFTs. My, one of my uh big uh <laughs> recommendations is Miss Bella Noche. If you can't go to Bellinoche, where can you go? (laughs) Then where can you go? This needs to be an NFT. We need to have an NFT of all Black viral memes. We need all of them. We need stiff wear up there. We need on fleek up there. We need our Black brothers and sisters who made Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, etc. fun to get some NFT money. And don't be trying to lowball them either. Don't be trying to offer her no motherfucking uh, tickets to a Tyler Perry play and a six pack of wings. No, give her some money, okay? Um, actually, the, she's still milking this, okay? Because uh, Miss Le- Hazel London, who was the one on the left, She posted this on her Instagram because she's actually making an appearance at Bella Noche or recently made an appearance at Bella Noche. And she's telling people, um, show that you're vaccinated because we're going to be vaccinated in Bella Noche. So she out here trying to save lives. So give her her coin. (laughs) Give her her coin. (laughs) Okay. I see y'all in the comments. Um, definitely ain't oh listen we got some nfts right here we got some nfts right here that we can listen she need an nft i got bronchitis ain't nobody got time for that that need to go up there this little girl one you know her daddy ain't gonna give her no college fund can we please get an nft for little sis right here because you know her daddy don't give a goddamn about higher education i told y'all i told y'all no. Y- And you know uh, DJ Khaled is a businessman. I'm sure he's trying to get his own NFT right now for this. Congratulations. You played yourself. Come on. Listen, y'all. Let's get it together. (laughs) And buy some black intellectual property. Okay? There you go. Okay. Now, we talked about how America isn't racist. Who knew? We talked about NFTs. I'm still learning. But I'm going to tell you something about this next story. This next story pissed me off, okay? Because Hollywood has been playing games. Now, uh, full disclosure, I am um, a television writer, an aspiring producer, and director. So I ain't going to say too much shit about Hollywood. But I will say this, because I'm still trying to get in there and be the spook who sat out the door. Hollywood needs to stop relying on names to... Fulfill roles instead of finding people who can actually play the role better. Earlier today, Deborah Messing was trending. And I was like, why is Deborah Messing trending? Well, she's trending because everybody says that she would play a better Lucille Ball than Nicole Kidman. Here's the tweet that started it. If you see the quote, you see how the the quote ratio on this? 3,000 plus people was like, I got something to say about this tweet. And let me tell you what uh, entertainment sites do. They try to hit you with some little salaciousness. They said, Nicole Kidman is the splitting image of Lucille Ball on the set of the comedian's biopic where? Split where? Ends? Because she don't look, she don't have the facial range to be lucible. She can't raise her eyebrows. Why? Nicole Kidman, why? And I hear you people saying, oh, she's an actress and she wants to take on a challenging role. But there was somebody else that could have played this better. And that's this next woman, Miss Deborah Messi. Now you can't even tell them to refer. You can't even tell them if somebody told you that the picture on the left was just a retouched, digitally enhanced picture of the picture on the right. Granted, I mean, the, the shirt, if the shirt was the same, you would be like, Yeah, that's that's Lucia Ball. Now, I know why Hollywood didn't tap Debra Messing to pick Lucia Ball. This is my this is my us uh, assumption. One. She's very vocal when it comes to politics and she ain't with the shits, okay? So right there, you know, they're thinking if we want middle America to watch this Lucille Ball biopic because Nana and them still love Lucille Ball and they watch the black and white reruns, we don't want anybody who's going to offend their political sensibilities. So number one, they was like, middle America is probably not going to watch it if Deborah Messing is it. That's, that's facts. The other problem, the other scenario is that she already played Lucia Ball when they did like a throwback uh homage on Will and Grace. And another thing that Hollywood hates is having somebody repeat a role that they've already done, even if it was for a, a, a special episode. Because Hollywood loves to say, you know, we got we got a scoop. You've never seen this person like this before. And we could be like, you know, we saw Deborah Messing, we know she's good. So let's just give her the biopic. And so Deborah Messing was was trending because people are like, Why would you give this to Nicole Kid? Kimmon. Nicole Kim don't need to work. She don't need to work, she don't need to work. She just had a, a show on HBO. What more do you need, Nicole Kim what more do you need? Stop being greedy, okay? Give to the needy. Shout out to DMX. But Nicole Kim is not the only one. She's not the only one who's taken roles that she probably should have thought long and hard about. This tweet also explains that Sarah Paulson is playing Linda Tripp in the brand new American Crime Story Impeachment, which will chronicle the presidential impeachment of Bill Clinton, because he liked to sniff Monica Lewinsky's box and use cigars. Now, hold on, sidebar. I just gotta gotta go on a little tangent real quick. Now, you know how you hear something as a child or a teenager and you be like, I guess y'all tripping. But then when you hear it as an adult and you be like, wow, y'all was really tripping like for real. President Bill Clinton, who Black people still ride with, was allegedly sticking cigars up the vagina of political, civil worker, Monica Lewinsky. Cigars, y'all. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I don't care. I don't really care if the president steps out on a wife or husband. I don't care. Because everybody does it. We want to hold you to a higher standard. You stressed out. You gotta hold on to the nuclear code. You gotta negotiate with terrorists. You gotta save people from being kidnapped overseas. You gotta do all of this stuff. And you wanna get your dick stuck on the side? Have at it as long as you're paying for yourself. Don't don't charge us with your you know fornication funds, okay? But this motherfucker was sticking cigars up her twat. That's why he should have been impeached, because that perversion should not be in the White House. I know they do a lot of things, but, uh, and we still, and we still claiming him. We still be like, yo, Bill's a good one. Bill was up here giving Monica Lewinsky's vagina a secondhand smoke. That is nasty. Okay. All right. Back to Linda Tripp. This is Linda Tripp. If you don't know Linda Tripp's story, Linda Tripp was a, a employee. She worked in the Pentagon or one of them. Like she worked in Capitol Hill, Pentagon government worker. She was a civilian government worker. She was 24 years older than Monica Lewinsky. They had known each other for about a year and a half. They became good, good girlfriends. And Monica, being a young woman, being like, oh my God, the president has been stiffing my vagina with stogies. She called on Linda Tripp, who she thought was her work friend. Let this be a lesson. Your work friend ain't your friend. Okay. So Linda, hearing this story, was biting her nails, being like, oh my gosh, what? This is salacious. Linda had another friend, and that friend was a literary agent. And that friend said to her, Linda, girl, you need to record these conversations with Monica so that you can write a book. And also, you know, keep a track, because who's going to believe that the president is sticking cigars in a girl's vagina? So she kept record. And also, when Monica had the blue dress that Bill had c- came on, he, she gave it to Linda to throw it away, and Linda kept the dress. So when it was time to impeach the president, Linda came with audio tape and DNA evidence against the president. And let me tell you something. Do you know... How hard it is to record somebody in 1990-something? Linda went out to Radio Shack, y'all. She went to Radio Shack, bought her some cassette tapes and an audio recorder and sat up there like motherfucking dragnet to entrap Monica Lewinsky and President uh, Bill Clinton. So now they're doing a, a entire movie about this impeachment process. And who do they bring on to play Linda Tripp? But Sarah Paulson, this is Sarah Paulson. She has been in several seasons of American Horror Story. Um, She is a thin white woman, a thin white woman. She can act the ass off, but she's a thin white woman. But what did they do in order to make her become Linda Tripp? They put her in a fat suit. Look at this fat suit. Go to the next picture, Tim. Here is her on the set. And this is why this is enraging. From Kristen Chirico, aka Lola Coaster, on Twitter, she says, and I would have said the same thing. This could have been a fat actor. This could have been their big breakout role. This could have been their Golden Globe or their Emmy nod. This could have been their paid off student loans or their first house. Instead, it's Sarah Paulson in a fat suit. We gotta do better, Hollywood. We gotta do better. You mean to tell me there's no fat actors that could play? And 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 Linda Tripp wasn't even that fat. They actually made her look a little bit fatter, like this. I'm gonna uh, go to the next picture because they, whoever is doing their costume design, um, definitely paid a lot of attention to the fupa area. Uh, they definitely was like, we gotta make sure we got that fupa popping. And I'm gonna tell you as a proud fupa owner. Until like I get a tummy tug, we'll talk about that later. That's an accurate fupa. That's a that's a pretty accurate fupa. But still, you could have found a woman. Who is shaped like that? Who is an actress? Who would have been an unknown? Yeah, I mean, Kirstie Alley is a little bit too crazy, Loretta. I, I don't think they. I don't think the insurance will cover her on set. Um, but whenever you need to um fatify an actor, you're doing a great disservice to actors who are in this city trying to make a way, studying their work, taking their lessons, putting on tapes. You know, and the thing is, I'm sure. Unless, you know, the producer was like, I'm going to use Sarah all the time. I'm sure they was like, we're looking for a plus size woman who can please uh, audition for this role. And they saw actresses and they was like, mm, what are we going to do with Sarah Poulsen? Because they do it all the time. They have people audition and then they still know they're going to pick a name anyway. I.E. Nicole Kidman. Like, come on now, like, stop. All right. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. I think it's time for us to take a break because we're gonna come back with a great conversation about self defense. So don't go anywhere. Tim is surprising me with a little palate cleanser. Go ahead, Tim. And all right, we're done. Now, if you feel any unusual symptoms, just call that number below. Otherwise I'll see you in three weeks for your second dose. No, no need. What? I already got all five of them. But sir, you only need two. You think I'm stupid? My blood is now flowing with the power of all five companies.
1: Pfizer, J&J, AstraZeneca, some sketchy off-brand company, and now,
0: the Sir, I-, I think you need to go to a hospital. Why be immune? I'm injecting him! When you can be invincible. Guards, get him! Levanta los manos! Learn more about the COVID-19 vaccine by visiting your local pharmacy or by clicking the link. <laughs> uh, Tim, did you get vaccinated? No? Tim, give me a thumbs up. Did you get vaccinated, Tim? You're fully covered? You got both shots? You just got one. You got J&J? You didn't get Johnson & Johnson. You no, got
1: I got uh, the, the good shit.
0: Oh, Pfizer? Moderna? No, Fizer. Fizer, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what if we do turn into like uh superheroes? That'd be good.
1: We could fuck up a lot of people real quick and get this country.
0: No, never mind. You too angry. Yeah, you too angry. We can't have you talk about fucking up people. We talk about to talk about self defense, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around with us. This is a great conversation that we need to have. Yes, everybody say hi, Tim, but don't echo on. He don't need to come back. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I was introduced to this woman um, by our dear friend to the show, Mary Pryor, um, and she did, releases these truly incredible conversations on social media about how to prepare yourself, how to defend yourself, and all that great stuff. So without further ado, let me make sure I got my right. Okay. Without further ado, please welcome to the show, Miss Tangi Daniels of Tactical Tangerine Defense. How are you? Oh,
1: I am excellent, how are you? Is the audio okay?
0: Let's see, sounds pretty good to me, so let's continue. Okay, so you know what, I'm gonna give you the floor so you can tell people what your background is and how you got to this point of uh, just giving such great information for especially women about self-defense.
1: Okay. So hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on your show. My name is Tanganika. My friends and clients call me Tanji. I'm the CEO of Tactical Tangerine Defense, and I teach you tips and tricks and tools on how to stay trained and tactical in these streets. And so I am a certified firearms instructor. I'm a certified Glock armorer, and I'm a Marine Corps veteran. So that's how I got my introduction into firearms.
0: Okay. And so when you talk about um, all of your military background, was that your first time getting involved with arms, like firearms? Or were you did you grow up with it and you had it in your family um, and then you went, joined the military and you learned more about it?
1: Right. So I grew up Jehovah's Witness. So I wasn't allowed to touch firearms. I wasn't allowed to be around them. We didn't participate in any of those things. So my first introduction to firearms was when I joined the Marine Corps and I was supplied. So I was in charge of millions of dollars worth of assets. And I had to actually ride with the gear locked and loaded. And so I had to protect the gear. So that's my first introduction to um, firearms.
0: Wow. Wow. That is really impressive. And then when were you? When did you leave or retire from the military?
1: So I got out in 2011. I did eight years. And once I got out, I was actually in the cannabis industry with Mary for the last 10 years. And then I found an ATF letter that basically said you can't be in cannabis and firearms. So I had to make a decision. And my two-way rights were a little bit more important to me. So I just transitioned over into the firearm industry.
0: And can you explain that a little bit? Because I remember Mary told me that as well. Um, When I moved to California, she was like, don't get your medical marijuana card if you ever are considering purchasing a gun. Um, And can you explain why that, like, do you think people are going to get high? And I don't understand. Like, if you can buy alcohol and own a gun, why do they think you'll be more dangerous if you're high and you own a gun?
1: I think it's very strategic. It's very... um Purposeful, that type of legislation was put in place for a reason, mainly to keep Black and Brown people unarmed or uneducated. So you got to pick and choose. You know, you got to pick your medicine or you got to pick your two A rights. And so it's um, extremely unfortunate. There's an actual letter from the ATF, which is the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearm. Alphabet company or group, and they said that you know, if you are an FFL dealer, which is a federal firearms licensed dealer, then you cannot legally and lawfully sell to someone who admits that they are addicted to marijuana if they consume marijuana, whatever that's actually on the form that you have to fill out in order to purchase a firearm. And so, um, so I was like, okay, let me just let me just back away from cannabis and let me just focus on firearms.
0: Yes. And so why did you make that decision? Um did you feel like you would be more useful in the community with the with um, providing two-way information?
1: I did. That's a really great question. I did feel like my skills based on my background, I would be able to educate people better. I would be able to teach them their their Two way rights and also teach them how to professionally use a firearm. I thought that was extremely important. A lot of my friends were seeing me train and go to ranges and do different things, and it was like, "Well, teach me! I want to learn." So I went to school to properly be able to educate them. I didn't want to just um, tell them, you know, I didn't want to go off the cuff and and you know just wing it. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to actually teach them basic proper firearm information, and so. Once I once I found out about the ATF letter, I did in a, a, a complete about face. But what I found out is they're the same. They're the same struggle, basically. <laughs> if you don't have cannabis rights, you don't have two A rights. If your two A rights have been stripped away from you, you can't get a cannabis card. Um, it's all legislating and lobbying on the same level on your local, state, and federal level. So the same skills that I utilize in cannabis, I'm just transferring them over into firearms.
0: And also, when you talk about like two-way rights, you know, what have, have you seen in the Black community, what's the response to someone like you, especially being a Black woman, because Black women are greatly underrepresented when it comes to the gun community or the two-way conversation, um, especially when we have cases in the news where Black women have literally stood their ground in states that have standard ground rights, and they still find themselves incarcerated and sentenced with very long sentences because they shot a gun in the direction of their legit attacker or predator who's trying to harm them. How have you been able to hopefully break walls down or open communication about why black women specifically should also be armed.
1: So I'm the type of person I am. a I am here for those who are here for me. I am not here to convince you. <laughs> I'm not here to do the most. If you don't believe in it, then you're not my cup of tea and I'm not yours. But for the people that want to be educated, who understand that you are your first line of defense, who understand that, you know, between the slave patrol that's descended into the police officers, you have to be able to protect you and yours. And so I am here to as a resource for you. I'm here to help you understand that. And it's been very receptive because there aren't a lot of Black women, or there are, I should say there are. um, I've met a lot of them, but they're not as known as maybe a celebrity, which it should be in our community. I feel like we prioritize the wrong people in our community and people that can save your life or teach you a skill that can save your life or your family's life should be on that high priority. And so I've gotten the most amazing responses because I teach you how to conceal carry in regular everyday clothes. I wear tight clothing. And so I teach women how to conceal. I teach them how to do a proper pistol grip. I teach them how I'm training. I show them in real time how I'm progressing. And so to be able to see that and have a real life example, I think has been very imperative to our community.
0: And so let's get into... Tips, right this is i want this conversation to be informative you've uh, already given me several like five key things and i cannot wait to talk about them folks i hope you're taking notes i hope you are pre- prepared to ask really good questions because this is information that you're not going to get many places so please share it um watch it again when it when it replays on youtube listen to the podcast you want to like pause and listen and stop and take notes check out the podcast is available on all streaming sites. Okay. So let's get into some self-defense tips. Number one, and this is a big one, especially because we're always on our phones and not paying attention. You know, I I remember growing up and they would tell a woman, if you walk into your car, make sure you have your keys in your hand and with the little, but that ain't working like that no more. So let's talk about number one, situational awareness.
1: Absolutely. So this is a great one. This is how I start off my classes and my firearm classes, because I think there's steps to learning about how to handle a firearm, and it's okay to carry it or be proficient in it. Or if you want to go get your concealed carry license, I'm all for all of that. But if you don't have situational awareness, you can find yourself in a situation where uh, you don't have the time to defend yourself. Someone takes your firearm from you, or it can, you have a negligent discharge where you pull the trigger accidentally and you didn't mean to. All of those things can happen. So situational awareness is there are color codes of awareness and. Um, a Marine came up with it and he translated it over for civilian use. So if you're in condition white, which is 99% of the people walking around you, they have absolutely no idea what's going on with them. They're completely oblivious. Most of the time they're in their phones and they are not aware, even at the gas station, they don't know who's pumping to the left or the right of them. They don't know um, what's happening in their vicinity, etc. They might got all their doors unlocked, just sitting in their car aimlessly, not in any type of hurry or anything like that. So that's 99% of the people. Condition yellow is a condition you should be in. You're completely alert. You're aware. You're walking with purpose. You are Uh, looking someone in the eye and you're letting them know, I see you. I can recognize what you got on. I can describe you in a lineup. Don't play with me. Don't walk up on me. Don't run up on me. So condition yellow is what you should always be in. Condition orange. Your stomach is like those bubble guts. The hair on the back of your neck is standing up. Something is happening. It hasn't went down yet, but it could. Like there's this dude standing in the corner. He's been standing there. He ain't buying nothing in the store. He's like looking around. He look like he might try to rob me. You walk up to your car and there's a van next to your car with no windows and it's blacked out or whatever, you know, like that's weird. That's condition orange. And so in condition orange, you're looking for exit. You're looking for ways to run. You're looking for concealment and cover. Condition condition red is when things have hit the fan. Your gun is unholstered, it's probably out. You've made the decision to pull the trigger. This is, a, this is a fight or flight situation. So those are the color codes of awareness. Condition white, never be in condition white. Never be in condition white, especially if you carry a firearm. So if you carry a gun on you, you are never in condition white. You're always in condition yellow, condition orange. You are prepared to pull the trigger and condition red, you are ready to go. Mm
0: the big thing they always tell you when you do fire safety i've taken a fire safety class they tell you do not pull it out unless you are ready to use it and also Uh do not have your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to use it they always tell you to keep your finger on the side of the gun until you're actually ready to use it and so can you please tell people what state you're in because you are allowed to have concealed carry
1: i am so i'm in georgia um, I travel a lot, so Georgia. I have my concealed carry card, and it's recognized in 34 other states besides Georgia. So it depends on where you are. California has some, California and New York have some of the strictest gun laws in the country. Um, DC has the strictest gun laws in the country. So you just got to know where you are. You got to know the legislation where you are, and it's just like any other, you know, cannabis. Firearms, whatever you have to know what the rules are in order for you to be able to play the game.
0: And also, when it comes to traveling with weapons, you can you can actually fly with your gun as long as you announce it, you check it, and you are flying to a state that has, um, you know, that allows gun ownership then you can actually travel with your, with your weapon. So, you know, people are saying, well, I, you know, I've spent six months here and six months there. I have a gun in LA, but I want to go to Georgia. You can actually fly with your guns. People do it all the time. You don't know what you think. They, you think they play in pool. Those are not billiard clubs. Those are, those are the rifles that they are traveling with. So no, you're right. These are things that we don't know. Um, and just to be clear, I'm not a big gun person. You know, I definitely believe in self-defense, but I think that the information is what helps people come to terms with what we need to be doing. Um, especially if we get to the point because of financial situations, because of, de- of depression, because that crime is going up. If you you know, if you're in a home invasion situation, you should be able to defend yourself. And, you know, I know we see a lot of those videos of a woman being in her house doing a TikTok video and all of a sudden there's a man climbing through her window or breaking through the balcony door. Um, also, we see videos of, you know, women being in situations where they're just doing something fun and someone robs them on camera. They have no way of defending themselves. So this is the conversation that we need to have because people need to be able to defend themselves. Because also, like, no shade, no tea, like, if you got to rely on the police to sh- solve every crime. Good luck. Good
1: luck. How's that have been working out for us. <laughs> okay,
0: number two, avoid, escape, defend.
1: So this is good because um, if you have situational awareness and you're in condition yellow, avoid, escape, defend is piggybacking off of that. So if you have to avoid a situation, you have about 30 seconds to do that. Avoiding it means like you're walking down the street. Someone is Coming walking towards you, they have maybe a mask on or they have on a bubble jacket, all black, and it's 80 degrees outside. Like, let me avoid him altogether. Let me cross the street. Let me get offline. Let me, you got 30 seconds to do that. If you have to escape a situation, you have three to five seconds. They even snatched you up, you trying to get away from him and you trying to run away. That's three to five seconds. And if you, um, if you have to defend yourself, that's 30 seconds that you have. You have 30 seconds to actually unholster your weapon, get on target, and fire your firearm, okay, and get well-aimed shots. So avoid, escape, defend can only be, that, that time can only be gotten, or you can only get that time by being aware of your situation. Like, you know what's happening around you. You're not in your phone, so you know when someone's walking towards you. You know when someone has a trunk popped next to your car, and they might, put you in it. You know, anything like that could happen. And the world that we living in is super crazy. So avoid, escape, defend is so imperative. And the only way that you can get the time needed to avoid the situation, which is 30 seconds or escape the situation, which is five seconds or defend yourself, which is 30 seconds, then you need to um, be aware of your situation. You have situational awareness and you're in condition yellow.
0: Yeah. Natasha says you can travel with a gun and not a bottle of liquid. Yes, absolutely. America is very different. It's
1: different. Different.
0: (laughs) different. And when we talk about being alert and understanding what your surroundings are, that also means like probably not walking around with both ear pods in or both, you know, headphones in because you need to be able to hear things. Um, You know, also we see a lot of times The videos of women being attacked and no one helping them when they're screaming. And a large part of that is because people are listening to something else. They honestly don't hear her or they take for granted when a woman is screaming for help, which is so bizarre. And so if you know that screaming for help, you know, when I was a little girl, my mother was like, if anybody comes up to you, just scream rape. Well, now you can literally be raped and be screaming it and people would not come to help you. So you need to know how to defend yourself you need to know how to defend yourself. Okay. So we have some more, um, self-defense tips with Tandy Daniel of uh, tactical tangerine defense. Number three, conceal and carry. Now be careful. You got to know your state laws before you go out here and just stuff a bra, uh, stuff your bra with a little, drive. can you explain how people can find out where they, where, what their state stands with conceal and carry?
1: Absolutely. So, um, You can Google your state's firearm laws. You can absolutely do that. You can go on sites like USCCA, NRA. They actually have interactive maps and you can click on your state and they'll be able to tell you a rundown of if your state is, um, if you have to inform the officer that you have a firearm on you in the car. If you have to, you know, carry if your firearm is extended to your car or to your workplace, if you're concealed. So some places are like that, meaning castle doctrine means you have the right to, protect your castle, your home. Some of that extends to your car. Some of it extends to your workplace, meaning you can carry at these locations because these are part of your castle. So your state might be different from my state. It just depends on where you are. So you absolutely need to look up those rules and regulations. I believe in constitutional carry. Constitutional carry, some states are constitutional carry, some are shall issue, and some are may issue. May issue means it's at the discretion of law enforcement, at the discretion of the court system if you're going to get your concealed carry license. Shall issue means as long as you meet all the uh, criteria and qualifications, you shall be issued that concealed carry. And constitutional carry says as long as you're within these borders, you have the right under the constitution to carry your firearm with you, open carry or concealed carry. Some states open carry is for 18 and um if you're 18 and then it's concealed carry is 21. So again, you have to look up your state laws and your state rules in order for you to know, but I absolutely recommend you um, keeping some type of firearm on you. This is my everyday defense carry. It's a Glock 43X and I carry it absolutely everywhere that I go. And I do keep it in my bra. I do keep it in my uh, waist pants. I have uh, tactical tights. I have a tactical corset holster. It's like a waist trainer. It's getting you snatched and i got my uh, my pistol on me as well so there's different options and i teach you all of those things on my channel but if you are not familiar you can google these things yourself as well
0: that and it's great to know where you stand also be very careful if you're traveling say if you live in a state where you can conceal and carry or even own a gun and you go to another state but just by crossing state lines you can be arrested and i know uh, several people who have flown into new york and they've had something as simple as um a four knuckle ring right a four knuckle ring is illegal in new york state um or new york city um mace is illegal in new york city so also be careful of when you travel ladies the things that you have in your purse make sure you empty out that purse and repack it before you travel because there's a good chance that you may be in a state where you cannot have that access. Okay, uh, number four, how to purchase your first firearm. That's
1: a really great one. So um, I offer a service where I go with you and we try out firearms together, my students, because if anyone tells you, like, this is the perfect gun for you, they're absolutely full of shit. Like, don't allow someone to do that to you, okay? You have to test out these firearms yourself. Like, I could swear by Glocks, and you could try it in your hand, and it doesn't work for you. you you're you probably um, a SIG person, a SIG P365. So... Guns vary and they vary and it's about preference. So I either take you with me to the range or I suggest you go to a range and you try out different firearms yourself under the direction of an instructor and you test them out and you see which one has great re- recoil. You see which one you're able to get that high firm pistol grip because that keeps the most control over the weapon. What are you, how are you able to place your hands? Is it too low here? Do you need extra, do you have big hands, small hands? Everyone is different. and So um, purchasing your first firearm is a big deal. It's so exciting, but it's something that you need to educate yourself on. There's several YouTube videos. I have a YouTube video that I have dropping very soon of different ones that I suggest and I recommend. So you can look out for that. But it's literally trial and error. Don't let someone let tell you that this is the one that you should have. I think this is... Um, situation especially for women they'll say you need this pink gun that's so insulting to me i hate that i'm not even a pink person so don't come at me with these colors and all the colors don't matter sis in a situation that color ain't gonna save your life does it work is it firing properly is it malfunctioning is it you know are you able to load and unload it are you able to break it down and clean it easily are you able to shoot with long nails or do you need short nails you better keep all that in mind. So those are the things you, you want to um, be mindful of when you go for your fight, first firearm.
0: Do you have, can you show us uh, certain different styles of guns? Do you have any available that you can just show us? Really I do.
1: I mean, I have, I'm a Glock person. So the, the one that I have with me and then the other one, so I have guns all over my house. Disregard. Okay. disregards. Disregard. <laughs> I don't have kids. So that's another thing. Where are you storing it? You know, because I don't have children. I don't have people all in through here. So ain't nobody going to come steal my gun. But if you have strangers or if you have guests a lot or if you have children, then it's imperative that you keep these things locked up. But also, if somebody coming through your dough, you don't have 15 minutes to undo the lock. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't have you have to practice these things. Is it biometric? Meaning is it fingerprint or eye scan? If that's um, something that works for you, then awesome. Go for it. But you have to practice how you're going to be in a situation before you get in a situation. So this, again, is my Glock 43 X. This is their slimline model. And this is uh, for concealed carry. I also have a Glock 44 that. Uh, so this is a nine millimeter. My Glock 44 is a 22 long rifle. So if you don't want something that has a lot of recoil, then a 22 might be good for you. Be mindful that it might take more shots to put someone down in a 22. I also carry in my particular firearm defense ammo. So my defense ammo is hollow point. So you see how there's an actual hollow point in this bullet. That means that when it hits your flesh, it's going to expand and it's gonna mess up your vital organs extremely fast. So it's not gonna take me as many shots to take you down. So um, being mindful of how you want to carry, what you wanna carry. If you are able to handle the recoil of the firearm, recoil meaning the gases that explode in here, once they explode, a bullet is going to fly out of here and that's going to make your firearm go up. That's recoil. If you're able to handle that on that particular firearm, then that might be the firearm for you. If it's one that might allow your firearm to fly out your hand or you don't have a good proper grip on it, then that might not be the one for you, sis. If it's a Beretta and it's double action, I mean, I could get really, really in depth with this. But when I tell you, figure out your hand size, figure out um, this beaver tail here, how you're able to get that high firm pistol grip and wrap your entire fingers around the firearm, all of that matters. So starting with maybe a 22 going into the range would be ideal start with a 22 long rifle work your way up to nine millimeter maybe 380 you know 45s all of those are stronger
0: yeah. Good to know, good to know. And also when, in your courses, you also have other defense mechanisms, It's not all just guns. You actually, I actually purchased um, a tactical pen from you, which is a, a regular pen. Can you show them really quickly? Cause it's, I mean, I, I would hate to be like, it's so cute, but it actually um, is very helpful. So can you just break down the, and are you still selling them? Cause I know people are gonna wanna see.
1: I am still selling these. So these are tactical pens. And what's so great about it is an actual pen that writes. So you can actually, uh, it's penmanship, great penmanship, and it comes with 12 extra ink cartridges because it actually writes as a pen. But what it also does, and what's so great about this one, this is our advanced one. We have an advanced one and we have a regular one. This comes with a flashlight. So you can blind them in their eye. That's one way to use it. Or you can find something in your purse. Like I'm looking for something in my purse, it's a flashlight on it. And it comes with, um, six extra batteries for your flashlight as well. So it won't go out. But um, what it does, it breaks glass. So I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you try tried to break glass. It's extremely difficult to do so. So if you are in a car accident or if you're in a house and you need to get out really quickly, this will break the glass for you. And it's also great as a defense mechanism. So you can hit someone in the bridge of the nose, hit someone in the temple, and that will knock them out cold. But the kicker, It comes with a knife, ladies and gentlemen. You better slice them up. You better slice them and dice them, okay? But you can also open a can of beer or you can use it as a screwdriver. So it's a great tactical tool. So it comes with a knife. It comes with a flashlight. It's a glass breaker. And it comes with extra um, ink cartridges as well and extra batteries for your flashlight so i absolutely love this this is again our advanced one our regular one just is a two-in-one it's a pin and it's a glass breaker but it also allows you to store dna in here so if you stab someone if the cops need their dna or they rape you or something and you're able to nick them then you can use that DNA to, to find them. So I absolutely love these products. I stand beside them. I'm definitely, I keep one in my car. So if you have to cut your seatbelt, if you have to break the glass out, these, these products are great for them.
0: And that. And also with the, with the break the glass is important because if you do get abducted, if you're in a car and you cannot get out, if they have locked it with a child lock and you cannot roll the window down, you can break the glass. Because there's also times we've heard of abductions where the woman was like, they left me in the car. They went to run and get something, and I couldn't get it. You have enough to break the glass. So please, these are little simple things that you can have in your purse. Um, also, rent, remember what I said earlier. Make sure you don't cross state lines with something that you're not supposed to have. But make right. sure that you can um, definitely defend yourself. And even even defending yourself and and just prolonging the situation a minute can help save your life, right? You know, I'm, we're not saying take a whole grown man down. But if you can fight them enough where people say, oh, this is not a domestic situation. Oh, she doesn't really know him. Because that's also the thing. We love to mind our business when it's a woman getting her ass beat. So you need to make sure, like, I don't know this motherfucker and I'm fighting for my life. So you use these little tactics to help uh, save your life and, and prolong right. someone being to, to save you before you get transferred to another location i see people in the comments being like oh i need that i need that i need that um uh the link is her instagram account just go to um i'm gonna put it back up here just go to um tactical tangerine defense on instagram and you can hit her in the dms and she will uh-huh. just hit everything from there i got mine i got my pins and i got one more comment. <laughs> So and it's
1: in route, boo. It's in route. It's already there.
0: I'll also, just okay. let you know, um, when you when you deal with her, you will get your stuff. I got it hella fast, and she sends you the tracking numbers, so you can find it. So you're not going to be out here being like, "I got scammed." There's no scamming here. Okay, we don't scam in Chloe across America. Okay, and last but not least, this has been a great conversation. We're talking about self-defense. And we had incredible defense tips thus far, but to round out the conversation, this is very important. You've gotten yourself into a situation where you want to defend yourself, but that is not enough, right? Number five is how to stay trained and tactical because there's always new advances that we need to know because crooks, criminals, and rapists, they be, they be trading tips, okay? So you need to know, they do, they do, they trade tips. Um, so we need to know how to be 10 steps ahead of them. So please, uh, Tangie, what are ways that we can stay trained and tactical?
1: Absolutely. So definitely making sure that you're aware of your, have situational awareness, but making sure that you know that even when you buy your first firearm, that's, you know, that's awesome. But getting trained with said firearm is is incredibly important. People, a lot of people, meaning Uh, Black people and Black women specifically are the fastest growing group of gun owners. And so it's imperative that you get trained because a lot of them are single mothers. They know that they have to be able to defend their children and themselves in a situation, but not being proficient, not being accurate with your firearm, not knowing how to use it is going to be unacceptable in a situation. And making sure that you have it on you at all times. Don't buy a firearm that's too big or too heavy or something that you don't want to carry because at the end of the day, you rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. It's important that you know that. So this Glock 43X is like five pounds, okay? This is something that's not something that uh, is too heavy where I will notice it all the time or something that I will leave home. I notice it when I don't have it. I'm like, where's, is my gun like that's how i leave my house now okay so it's important that you know these different things and stay vigilant okay because crooks come in all different sizes and types i watch all types of videos i myself am a firearms instructor and i get trained every week okay so it's not just you um a, a perpetrator came up to a person and said her son's name and she didn't know him, but it made her stop and pause just enough for him to try to attack her. They use all types of t- uh, tricks to get your attention. And once they get your attention, they close that distance. And if they can close that distance, a cop has a 24-foot bubble. We as civilians need that 24-foot bubble. Don't let nobody in your space so that they can attack you or uh, you know cause you any harm. So making sure you stay vigilant is so key for me keeping your head on a swivel and I I don't want to be that type of person that's like watch your back everywhere you go but watch your back everywhere you go what do you like if you at a nail salon it doesn't matter where I go I do something called pamper and pistol where I show you how I'm taking I'm doing self care But part of my self-care is keeping it on me. And so I think that's important for people to know that. And I understand that everyone's not a gun person. So making sure you have something, a mace, you have a taser, you have some type of tactical pen to keep on you to defend yourself and buy yourself more time to escape that situation is key.
0: There you go. Well, thank you so much, Tangie, for being here. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I'm so glad that people in the comments are saying that they are following you. They are going to be hitting you up. Um, We we gave people this information because it's so important. It's better to be safe than sorry. It's better to be safe than sorry. I cannot say that enough. Um, please follow Tactical Tangerine Defense on Instagram. She goes live several times a week. Um, she's always uh, giving you tips about how to conceal and carry other tactical uh, defense mechanisms and products that you can purchase. So please support a Black woman-owned business um, straight out of Georgia. And you do get a tracking number so you know where your stuff is. Um, and thank you so much. Where can people follow you and support you? I'll, I'll give you the floor to have the last word.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you for your business. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you for telling your people about me. I truly appreciate it. And it's literally from the, like, I understand what time we're living in. I understand how this type of information is needed more than ever. So, you guys, I go live every Friday on my Instagram page for Firearm Friday. And I teach you something else you need to know in the firearm industry. I teach legislation education. I do group events where, you know, it's not all so stuffy. If you want to, hosted a birthday anniversary something I take you ATV riding we do some shooting I can have a bartender or a caterer come through the building so I take care of everything for you Um, I have some classes scheduled as well I do some one on ones but I am on LinkedIn YouTube and Instagram at Tactical Tangerine Defense I have my only fans dropping on May 1st and the only reason I have that dropping is because you can do a lot of the builds and a lot of breakdowns and stuff like that on regular social media so I'm building a slide right now for my Glock and you can have that on any social media. So that's where I'll be over there as well. So starting May 1st, you'll be able to find more exclusive content over there as well. So thank you so much, Chloe, for having me.
0: Absolutely. It was my pleasure. I'm glad we're able to inform folks so they can be safe. Look over your shoulder. Make sure you're aware of what level you're in. White, yellow, red, all that stuff. Listen to this episode. Share it with friends so that they can get the same information as well. Thank you so much, Sanji. I appreciate you being here and I know we'll be in touch.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you all so much.
0: welcome. There you go, folks, another episode of Chloe Across America. We learned so much, and I enjoy when we get to have episodes where we learn things, right? And don't get me wrong, I love uh, kiki with comedians, but every once in a while, I told you, we're going to go back to our original format, which is having these topics, and tonight's topic to me, was very, very, very crucial, right? We see what's happening in the news. It's very crucial that we know how to defend ourselves. And above all, and not least, please remember to check out this episode as a podcast available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can also donate to the show. Hit them with the Venmo PayPal, please. There you go. Venmo is Chloe-Hilliard. Cash app is Hilliard Media. The PayPal is Chloe.Hilliard at gmail.com. Thanks to the new folks for checking us out. Thank you to the folks who are recommending people. Please remember to go and subscribe to the new channel, which is Hey Chloe. That's it. Hey Chloe. And Tim, I think you should honor Brooke's request and end the show with her favorite meme of that damn cat throwing up. See you guys. See you next week. Brand new episode. You're the best. (laughs) Good night, (laughs) y'all.